ladies and gentlemen, I am Rob. Welcome to An Honest Wizard bonus episode number 37. 370 spells covered and more yet to go. Don't worry, I'm not winding down. Occasionally I may take a break off for a day or two, but we'll get those videos or those podcasts out. Um, we're getting to some of the spells that I enjoy the most, and I do like higher level spells, although I'm not as fond about high level play, but I do like the cleverness that you can, you know, the clever ways that you can use more powerful magics. The, uh, the struggle to get to them, though, I think is really what seasons them, uh, well. If you have a wizard who can cast, say, six level spells, you clearly put a fair amount of work into that and yes i know there are some people who just say let's start a campaign at 10th level so that you're practically there and that's you know can be fun but it does there's something about the journey that just makes it all that much better and uh, sometimes when you go through a journey you kind of come to conclude that sometimes things you know, aren't as you initially intended them. For instance, if you play a character and you come up with this really cool character for, say, this... Uh, well, okay, I'll use my own example. Uh, Galhard, uh, my Goliath Barbarian. I thought, well, I've never played a Barbarian before, and this could be kind of fun. And I played him, and I created all kinds of havoc and chaos, and yes, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Galhard was just awesome to play as uh he had an interesting personality it was just go forward and charge um and you know it could be very dynamic especially when you consider that you know there were certain things that i built into him so he wouldn't be too boring the idea that he would grab a different weapon for every foe that he fought and always try to take the weapon of his foe that he just beat to go after the next foe with that was entertaining um there was the idea of him just being very honest and determined to fight fair and not uh, try to you know, take advantage of, of people and generally to try to be a good person. And eventually he evolved a strong thirst for justice and ended up kind of becoming a crime fighter that he wasn't very good at it. But it was a pretty, a pretty interesting ride. And with the right group, uh, he might have been a lot of fun. But the problem is, and uh, this kind of goes to the, the you know, talking about the whole journey, is the group that I that I played with wasn't a group that really enjoyed a lot of role play. So they wouldn't take opportunities to role play themselves, which left me kind of dominating things with Galhart to the point that it was almost guilty. Uh, a guilty guilty pleasure playing him because while I was just, you know, creating havoc, everyone else was just, they had their sword in hand, they would move forward, they would attack very methodically, very mechanically, they would, you know, just do the standard fighting, adventuring things. Um, and they would be bemused by my antics, but at the same time, they wouldn't share in them. They wouldn't do things... I, I couldn't inspire them to kind of rise up with their own characters and see more than just what was directly printed on their character sheets. 
I'm kind of sad about that, really. I thought that um, if I could have found another person or two to really play off of and to to challenge, um, it might have been a lot of fun. But for the most part, uh, they were very standoffish with my approach, and Galhard lost his charm fairly quickly. Um, I still wouldn't mind playing him. He wasn't a bad character at all. But now that I'm playing a wizard, my wizard is capable of just sitting back and doing exactly as much as he needs, and because he is a defensive fellow, being an abjurer, uh, his idea is not to be the person who jumps forward and flinging fireballs and, and such, but to do the clever thing and to hold his resources in reserve so that he can save the party if we get in over our heads and to, you know, really defang that threat that would otherwise have you know, caused the party no end of problems or destroyed the party. And as long as he's sitting back and doing Overwatch, we're in good shape, but I can sit quietly in the background with him and not dominate a great deal of time, and it works out for the whole group. That is a difference in style, and I think I've been really thinking lately about style and, and uh, you know, how different groups have different playing styles, and it's not just one person in the group that dictates a group style either. For instance, if you have a group of people who, say, don't roleplay, they just, they're there to enjoy the camaraderie, roll some dice, hear the story without really participating too much or really wanting to be the person in the story, they're just, you know, moving the character around like a playing piece on a board as much, that's still playing a role-playing game. They're just doing a different aspect of role-playing, which is playing out the role, making sure their character is doing the job they're supposed to be doing, more so than getting into the actual head of the character as a role as the character itself. It's valid. It works. Um, but when you combine those two different styles, you know, me who enjoys getting into the head of my character and not wondering... What are the things I can do by looking at a list and thinking mechanically, but thinking, you know, I'm this huge, strong barbarian, and there's all these smaller, weaker creatures. Why would I necessarily want to pull out my axe and cover myself in gore when I can just go and pummel them and pick people up and throw them around and enjoy myself? Enjoy it when I'm strong, and when it's a tough fight, yeah, then I can pull out the axe and my best weapons and, and, and go to work doing what I can do. And then I can use the abilities and things to make myself hard to hurt and just uh, explode into a whirlwind of attacks and do maximum damage for a, for a time before I come limping back to, to lick my wounds, because that is also the lot of the barbarian oftentimes. But that's just... You know, it, it's it's it can be challenging when you have styles, and it's important to figure out a good middle ground. You know, which is why Galhard just didn't last out the entire campaign. Me playing him from one side to the other because he just doesn't fit with the group. And I've I've had that circumstance happen a number of times. I think this aspect of playing a character, really understanding how the group dynamics work and understanding how your character works in the group, is something that a lot of people have had problems with, and I don't think that gets talked about or touched on as much, which really I, I should do a video on. 
I'll have to do one on my Laravon this night YouTube channel. But it is, I think, something that is important for everybody who is around in a group to have fun, to be allowed to participate, and not to be, you know, completely dominated by one or two people. Which, if I have Galhard in the group, he's going to want his, his share of time, and whatever anybody sees, he'll gladly jump on. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So... Uh, I don't know if I'll be playing Gelhard ever again. He's definitely going to be a character in my lexicon of NPCs that I have going forward. Somebody will meet the brawling, laughing, barbarian Goliath at some point. Um, you know, and, and maybe I might play again a, a character with an aspect of him, like the desire to keep switching weapons. That wasn't originally intended for Galhard. Uh, originally, I had a character uh, in mind, a fighter from 3rd edition named Julian St. Blade, who had the same idea. He was going to always demonstrate he was the greatest fighter by always taking the weapon of the person he beat and going on and always leaving that weapon behind on the body of the person that he beat. He'd leave the, <laughs> if it was a, a an unjustified kill, he would leave the murder weapon at the scene because he beat them with that weapon and he took the weapon of the person that he was fighting with. So, yeah, style is, style is important, and understanding different gaming styles and appreciating the values of styles other than your own, I think, are, is one of the keys of being happy with just about anybody. Because, yes, if you find a group that has the same styles as you do, then it's a comfortable fit. You, you, can, you can play in the way you're accustomed to, they can play in the way they're accustomed to, and everything works. If different people have different styles, though, it can really be either isolating or a general drag on the whole group. If one person isn't having as much fun and they're just humoring everybody, yeah, that's kind of a vortex of the fun right there. Just something that's on my mind and thinking about right now, and you know, as much as, as, much as I did enjoy Galhart, and he was a fun character, um, I realized that I just kind of have to put him to bed and instead play my character that I can be quietly brilliant with and uh, try not to dominate too much of the, the group's time with my shenanigans. So, yeah, just something going through my head. It's gaming-related. Um, maybe it's something that you yourself have been thinking about, or if you yourself aren't playing, maybe, you know, something to, to think about if you are looking to get into a group, understanding their style, understanding what you're looking for in a game, finding if the two match. So thank you for listening to me. Of course, thank you for listening to this podcast. I do appreciate it. And hopefully I can go on serving you and anybody else who's interested in 5th edition D&D Magic from here on out. But uh, thank you very much. I am Rob, and this has been An Honest Wizard. Farewell. <laughs>